Great to have your company on today's edition of Racing Pulse. A little later, we'll be having a chat to Francesca Kamani. We'll find out what the Kenyan Guineas was like over the weekend. She was there for World Horse Racing. And Katrina Anderson, who is the, the sports science expert at Ma and Eustace Racing, with the way they train the horses and the way they read the data, uh, the, the blood lactate, uh, heart rate. It's fascinating to see how much input that goes into their training and also telling them when a horse is fit and ready to win. Katrina will tell us more about that a little later. Uh, we'll have a chat to Sebastian Hutch, who is the CEO of Bloodstock at Inglis. Of course, the Inglis catalogue is out for the famous Easter sale, and gee, there's some blue bloods there, and we'll find you all the winners at Maui as well. But time now to head over to New Zealand, because Wally Dalziel has pockets full after a remarkable weekend, and he's over there looking for the next superstars of Dalziel Racing, and he joins us. How are you, Wiley? Oh, I'm very well, thanks, Mickey. How are you? Very well indeed. Congratulations, uh with that Saturday. Have you had a day like that at the races before? Look, um, yeah, 24 hours. So on the Friday, we won with Red Hot Nick at Flemington in that rapid race meeting at 5.30. Then I drove back to Ballarat, turned the car around on Saturday, and we had that magical hour where we obviously won the four races, including the Camperdown Cup in between uh, races seven and eight. So I think the most memorable occasion before that um, was when uh, the great mate Roy Higgins was with me. We bought a horse... Uh, called Bring Me The Maid uh, from the Magic Millions with Peter Moody and uh, it was one of our first purchases with Moods. And um, fast forward there, she ran third on Golden, in, in the Golden Slipper and on the same day at Flemington, we had a $40,000 horse we bought uh, with Moods also, which won a Vobus Gold Race down the straight. There was only five runners and he won just he won about an hour before the Golden Slipper and picked up about 126000 for his owners and a few of them with me. So that was a very memorable and special day. For me, um, obviously, because I, I lost uh, lost Roy not long after that. So, um, but yeah, apart from that, winning those races, yeah, it was it was all go go go. A lot of hype there for uh, a couple of hours. People may forget that um, your connection with Roy when you first got into the syndication business, and and you were actually called Chefs on the Run uh, for a while because your background was as a chef. So, how long ago was that, Wiley? Uh, yeah, so I was a chef, and then. Um, went to work for Chefs and I didn't own it. I just sort of worked for him for 10 years and sort of came up with the concept of the racing and met Roy through, through, the, through the Chefs on the Run brigade. But that was back in about 2000, 2001, we sort of got going. Um, yeah, so it sort of hasn't been an overnight sort of story, what I've done. It's just been pure passion. But I was very lucky to meet Roy. I, I think about Roy, no shadow of a lie, I'd think of him 10 or 12 times a day. I still talk to his daughters and... Um, still, you know, any time Roy's mentioned or any involvement with Roy, I'm always there to try and help because he was a great man. He really opened up the doors for me and taught me a lot about the industry. And he was such a, you know, just a top champion guy in every way, not just, you know, being a legendary mm. champion jockey. He was just like a glowworm, you know. Everyone loved him and wanted to be around him. He was a good person, knew so much stuff, and, and he was a real gentleman of the turf. And, and obviously it was a very sad time when, we lost him. Um, I was with him uh, when he passed, and, and yeah, it was a sad occasion. And, and he's just a top guy, and I was lucky, obviously, to then meet Mood, who I, I think of just as equally because um, he's a bit the same. He backed me, and um, away we went. But yeah, Roy is very special to me, and, and hence why he's always on my website and always mentioned in the names and the colours that we use now were his favourite colours. They're almost identical to Light Fingers, who was his favourite yeah. horse. We just had to reverse the sleeves because someone had um, registered the colours when the the family died um, 
of light fingers and they didn't re-register the colours when their parents died. So we've still got those and, um, yeah, it's, he's, a, he's a great, great guy. Roy, so very fondly remembered. You've got um, Philip Stokes, Mitch Freeman who've got nice horses for you as well and you've got a few with Mick Price uh, as well. But the partnership with Peter Moody's really been the dominating partnership in, in recent years. How did that come about? And and I, I see yourself and, and Peter at the sales. You you go around together inspecting all of the horses and, and Moods basically went into that kind of bloodstock role full-time when he had that period out of racing as well. So how much of a... I suppose, partnership has that been for, for you and for Moods? Yeah, look, it's been very solid. Um, look, I try and be a very loyal sort of person. Um, I, I'm, very, I'm very much built that way. Uh, I know Moods is as well. Um, the, how it happened, it was quite ironical, but we had uh, Black Caviar's full brother, um, who we bought for 75000 before she'd raced, fortunately. Otherwise, we would have sold for a lot more than that. So we, um, we bought him with... With John Hawkes, actually, originally trained him, and uh, Roy, 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 and myself picked him out with John Hawkes, and um, he ended up getting transferred across to Moody um, after about four or five starts, and that was the logical choice to go there. Obviously, he had Black Caviar, and uh, I remember Moods. One of the first, I said to Moods, "Would you train a horse for us?" I thought Moods was sort of too big and didn't sort of wouldn't want us hanging around him and, and Roy sort of thought the same. So I said to Moods one day, would you train a horse for us? And he said, yeah, of course I would. No worries at all. So that was at the Magic Million sale. So then um, when the owners sort of wanted a bit of a transfer, nothing against the Hawks camp there, but they just wanted a bit of a change. And I remember Moods got the horse and then he rang me literally six weeks later. He said, oh, I think I found the problem with your horse. Um, he's got an issue. <laughs> First phone call I got from Peter Moody was bad news, but... Um, from then on, I sort of just um, gelled really well with, with Moods, and um, I just think he does a great job, obviously, at picking out, yelling, and training them, and the management, the whole overall. He's just such a, a good guy to be around. Um, and so that's sort of how it started. And then we just sort of the following year got a couple of yearlings. Um, and then when Roy passed away, I actually rang Moods up and said, could I meet you down at the Emerald Hotel for a beer? <laughs> I want to have a chat. And I just said, look, it'd be great to sort of buddy up with you a little bit and... Um, uh, sort of work alongside you. I want to sort of, you know, go to the next level and and need a bit of sort of need a bit of help. So he was great. Um, and then obviously when Moods had a bit of time out uh, from racing, as we all know, and he he was uh, very much in demand with the media circuit. I I went and saw him and said, look, it can't I can't end here for us. <laughs> I said I'd love it if you'd if you'd stay on, help me with the bloodstock work and help me manage the horses. We shifted them obviously to other trainers when Moods um, quit for a while and had to shift all his horses. And uh, I said, it'd be just great to have you involved, Moods, if, if you do it. And he said, yeah, I'll be more than happy to do it. So it was great because I got to, you know, obviously he'd come around to the sales. He'd have, a, have the sales done a lot quicker because he wasn't training. Um, and you just really enjoy learning from him and, and being around him. So we we did that. And then obviously when he announced he was coming back to training, I, I quickly got wind of this and I rang him and I said, oh, geez, I hope you're going to train a, a few for me. And he said, oh, we'll see how we go, but I hope we should be able to do that. So... Away we went, and then obviously, I've still, you know, as you say, Philip Stokes does a great job, and we'll certainly be buying more yearlings with Philip as we move forward from the next lot of sales. Um, but obviously, now Moods is training them; he gets to pick them with me, and um, he rubber stamps them. Even if I like a horse um, at the sales, and if, you know, if Moods doesn't like it uh, or, or doesn't want to train it, I sort of say no worries. And look, if that horse down the track turned out to be a superstar, I don't feel you know bitter about it. I just say that's that's my model. My model is that. Peter Moody 
and, and, and the trainers for that fact have to rubber stamp the horses that I'm involved in. I have shares in all of them as well with, with, the, with the partners that I race, so it's important that we get really good high strike rate and good results. So, and they've got to train the horse, look at it every day and get those results. And I think that's part of the key to, to why we're going well. Well, the recent strike rate would be uh, quite phenomenal. And of those winners on the weekend, where does Pounding go? He's, he's been a, a really good horse this time in, so consistent. Yeah, he's always had a high opinion of him, Moots. We, we didn't think he'd race as a two-year-old. I remember when uh, Anthony Miffin called me about him and said, look, Nigel wants to keep this horse and myself. We like him a lot. Did you want to get involved in him? As they know, I take shares in them, and, and we had a few other partners keen to get into a horse. So I spoke to the, the pre-trainer broker, Brad Pearson, about him. He said, look, I really like him, but I don't think he's a two-year-old, and he might have to wait, but he feels like a nice miler. So he was pretty spot on, Brad. So... He did end up running like five times or six maybe as a two-year-old, but Moody had no reason not to run him, but he just wasn't quite finishing off like he could. He, went, he ran in a size produce, then you drop him back in class, and he'd still sort of run fourth. So he's just really matured, obviously, as you've seen. He hates wet tracks, so he, just, he was still running well on those heavy tracks. We had no choice because it was such a wet, wet season, obviously. But the jockeys kept getting off and saying, gee, he's going super, but he just doesn't like that wet. So as soon as we got this dry patch the last three runs, you've seen what he can do. But to answer your question, he probably goes, potentially might even go to the Carline Cup over a mile, Moody said, which is a group three. Um, or if there's any more country cups coming up, he might look at those. But um, he's been up for a long time, but he, he seems to be thriving, and um, we're really excited about him. Dance to Dubai is another one that's in a great vein of form, and if you can get some black type for her, she'll be a pretty valuable um, broodmare as well. So, uh, where does she head next? Yep, she's another good story. We paid one hundred and ten thousand for for her at the Magic Millions. We were going to sell her in May last year um, at the broodmare sales because Moods felt she wasn't quite just getting up to the class of a city Saturday City horse. The breeders and Magics were sort of suggesting, you know, you're probably not going to get what you think you're going to get for her. So we, um, I said to Moods, we probably should pull her out and maybe try another six months with her because she can probably win more than what we're going to get. The owners were happy about that. We suggested that to them, and obviously she's won nearly 200000 since that decision was made. But she's, he's just found the key to her, and uh, potentially there's uh, well, her next assignment will be a black-type race. They are looking at the Tassie options over there for their carnival. We're trying to get sort of some weaker black-type, but I think there's a race in uh, a couple of weeks at Sandown, a group three over, might be over 1,300 that Moods mentioned she might be nominated for. But she likes the race fresh. Um, space her runs a bit and get her to the beach for a week to 10 days between runs, which seems to be the key. So, um, yeah, black type for her. And if we can get that black type, then she becomes a very, very valuable mare for all, all of us. You've got some exciting horses uh, in the next few days that are hitting the track. I, I see a horse called Scorsese in the, the Blue Diamond Prelude, or preview, I should say, on Thursday. What can you tell us about this two-year-old? Yeah, so he was a written by... Um, Colt is now gelding out of a schnitzel mare. Um, just a good, what looked the real two-year-old type, which is why we obviously got him. We try and target some of those two-year-old types like everybody obviously does at the Magic Union. Um, and so, look, he wasn't over-flattering in his first trial, but it was heavy, so Moody, and Moody was happy with that, tipped him out. His trial the other day was quite pleasing, so obviously Moody has got a bit of an opinion of him to put him in that, uh, that preview. Um, he said it would all depend on his gallop this morning, whether he accepted or not. I'm not sure if acceptances are out yet, but because um, I'm here in New Zealand. But if he gallops well this morning, then he'll head to that race. And, um, you know, Moots doesn't just put him in there to have a throw at the stumps generally. He said he'll be competitive uh, in that race. So, look, it's a bit of a surprise 
um, one for us because I, I didn't know if he head that way. But if he does, we'll be happy. And unfortunately, we won't be able to go because we'll be here in New Zealand. But we'll be watching, and that'll be a great thrill for the owners to have a runner in a, in a preview. You got many two-year-olds about to hit the ground. Um, we've got a couple of others ready to go. Potentially a filly called Miss Gabbiano that looks to be going along all right. Um, she might head to a good race as well. Um, we've got obviously Rampant Lion um, resuming. It's always a three-year-old, sorry. So um, we do have a few more coming through, but I'd say nothing that's standing up right now saying that I'm going to you know, be sort of stakes, stakes class or city class that we know of. They're all horses that need a bit of time. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty excited with what's coming through, though, for sure. And what about um, Rampant Lion? He was one that looked like it was going to be a really nice two-year-old. How's he come back? Yeah, he's come back well. He just had a little bit of a, a bit of a setback, which is why he's been given this time. Um, he's got another couple of gallops to go just to get him a bit fitter, and then he'll kick off in a in a probably in a provincial maiden. I'd imagine he just needs to get a win on the board. I know he's run second in a Blue Diamond preview and and third in a stakes race, but he needs a win. So Moods will do that, I'd say, in the next two or three weeks. Present him at the races in a maiden. Hopefully, he can just go there and win that maiden, and then just hopefully step up to some more stakes racing. He's still a colt and he's by Frankel and pretty valuable if we can get a, a good result with him. How many horses are, are you buying, are buying now per sales season through the Magics? You're in Caracas now and we've got uh, Premier Easter still to come as other sales around the country. Yeah, look, I, I try and keep things small, uh, Mickey, because as I say, I'm very involved in my business. So I do a lot of the updates, I do a lot of the admin, I do quite a lot very hands-on so i don't want to get too big i'm very mindful i want the owners to be able to ring me and get in contact with me and um you know st- stay in contact with them regularly and be able to manage that process so you know 15 to 20 a year is probably out where we sit um you know i've got some that will go up on the website for public syndication this year because there's obviously a lot of new people that want to get into the camp so we'll, we will definitely make that available to to new clients um this year for sure so that's probably where we sit. Um, I don't want to get too big. Well, <laughs> there'll be a lot of people that want to join the party. It's certainly going well at the moment. Uh, you're not bad giving a tip out. Have you got one for us today? I think you've got a runner today, haven't you, at Moe? You got... We have. I think uh, Jamie Rogerson actually gave it out as one of the best market movers of the day, I believe, triumphant miss yes. in race number four. Um, yep, she's an old man's all filly that we bought out of New Zealand a couple of years ago. Um, look, well-bred filly and we were hoping she'd measure up to city class. So she ran well first up. Jamie Carr was really pleased with her first up effort. Just felt as she gets over further distances, she uh, she should um, measure up to better class. So Moods has sort of been pretty confident with the push today and saying she should really be winning this. It's a moderate sort of maiden. And Tom Stockdale can you know, give her a good ride. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully she'll win today. That sounds pretty good. And then uh, what's the what's the Caracas sales look like? Is it going to be pretty strong? And is there a, a few nice um, types that you're hoping to bring home? Yeah, well, look, I just flew up last night, so and I'm just here in an apartment. Moods is flying up uh, later this evening, so I'm basically doing reports, updates from the trialers, and a lot of admin today until they get here, and we'll head out there tomorrow and start looking through them all. Um, look, you can get some good value here at Caracas, I believe. There's a lot of horses on offer, and... Um, I think that it will still be strong for the right horses, but we, we still manage to shop wide and we look at every horse, so it gives us the opportunity to, to buy affordable horses 
But the magic means is usually a good lead as to how the sales are going to perform. And obviously the vendors are really rubbing their hands together at the moment um, after that magic means sale. But there's always something there. They're always strong. The sales seem to be going up and up, but we always find value. So we're looking forward to starting to look through them tomorrow. Uh, Wiley, good luck at the sales. Uh, Good luck today. Triumph at Miss. Let's hope it can salute and keep the run going. Thanks, Mick. Much appreciated. Wally Dalzier with an update on uh, his weekend winners and a couple to follow as well. So Triumphant Miss Race for number 11. You can still get $2.50 at Moey today.